All right. All right. Well, we're recording. All right. Sweet. And then that damn flare thing. It's a vape. Um, what else? It's Friday. I decided I'm going to have oh. a truly during this session. <laughs> Five o'clock somewhere, right? Happy oh. hour. It's been a long week, man. Long week. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Cease, coming to you a day late with another episode of Fucking Fine, I'll See You Soon, but um, we, we made it. I have a really great episode um, with my former volleyball coach, high school gym teacher, Susie. She is a pretty, pretty dope individual, just trying to make it through the, the COVID, uh, but I did have some issues with the recording, so it's just been, I've been under a lot of duress, as we all are, and you know, uh, that's okay, it's okay to admit your weakness, so I just took yesterday to, you know, drink some margaritas and eat tacos, and even though it was May 6th and not Cinco de Mayo, I just kept it rolling, and uh, yeah, here's your, here's your episode today, <laughs> Thursday, I promise it won't happen again. Oh, how are you coping, guys? How are you making out? Are you uh, pedaling through? I hope so. I certainly hope so. Okay. All right. Here you go. I'm just gonna. Here's Susie. I'm gonna let you, let you go now. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. How have you been? It's been crazy. Yeah. Lots and lots of crazy. Yeah. I can only. The kids imagine. are. Uh... <laughs> We have about a meltdown an hour around here. Really cooped up. It alternates, it alternates between the four of us. Somebody <laughs> melts down at least once an hour. So, um, have you listened before at all? Uh, a little bit. Okay. So, some basic, excuse me, whatever, basic whatever. Um, if you say something that you don't want included, you can tell me to cut it. You know, like, okay. if you're shit-talking or whatever. Um, I curse <laughs> a lot. Uh, so, whatever, like, you want to be known as, let me know. Like, I have a lot of teacher friends that don't put their full name out there. I don't know if you're concerned about these types of things. Um, Maybe. I don't even know. Yeah, I you guess. can decide that at the end. Like, if you said something that you feel like is super unprofessional or whatever. Um, yeah. we can, we can just go first name. Um, and that's pretty much it. I asked you some basic level questions for the audience to get to know you. And then, um, I just ask you like the main question, which is what freaks you out? What gives you anxiety? What, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and if you have anything that you want to talk about in particular, feel free to interject with whatever. I know like COVID's a huge thing right now. Um, yeah. I try to avoid, like, droning on about it, but, so whatever. But I like to roll into it, so, um, anything new, or are you just stuck? <laughs> <laughs> I've been literally stuck in my house since March 13th, so, I mean, pretty much nothing new. Do you go out at all? Do you go to the grocery store and stuff? Um, 
So I do, if we do like a target pickup, I'll do that. But John goes to the grocery store since he's the one who's still out of the house. So That's good. Yeah, that's like my dad's main thing too. I don't go anymore really because he's out of the house anyway. So yep. it's easier that way. Also, I don't have a car. <laughs> I know. You said you totaled it. I totaled it. Well, no car means no car payment. So I guess not the end of the world at the moment that's exactly what i said when it happened i was like you know what eh, i don't have to pay my insurance right now it'll be fine but it makes me more stir crazy because i used to try to just get out like go to neshaminy state park or whatever yeah now i'm like confined to my neighborhood but it's cool Oof. could be worse could have been hurt that's true and nobody got hurt so that's all that really matters yeah um so let's begin who are you what's your name um Susie Suzanne Denny I don't know I'm mom <laughs> what do you <laughs> uh, uh as you used to call me pussy bitch <laughs> <laughs> one time one time pretty sure pretty sure there was a drunken 3 a.m phone call screaming pussy bitch I blame Jess Crumbach for that one that is not <laughs> all me crummy so, um, how old are you? Do you mind sharing your age? Uh, 35. I just had my 35th birthday in quarantine. Happy belated. So that was a, a great time, let me tell you. I missed your birthday. Did I miss your birthday? I suck. I'm it was sorry. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. So Don't what, worry about it. What's your sign? Aries. Unless, of course, you take the new signs that they tried to roll out, like, a while back. No, it's not real. You, that doesn't count. <laughs> Those things don't count. You're an Aries, too. Hmm. Interesting. Do you believe in that at all? Um, a little bit. There's, I think there's some, some weight behind it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Not the end all be all in my book. Um. Yeah. So how did we meet? <laughs> <laughs> how did we meet? Well, you started off as one of my volleyball players. Mm-hmm. And then... You were in my 11th grade health class. I had, I got kicked out of on a regular. I did get kicked out of that. I was thinking about that in preparation for today because I've had Steven Chinnaman on before. And we talked about, great guy, but we talked about um, getting kicked out of your class, uh, Mr. Chak's class, (laughs) that sub Mr. Patel. We used to always get kicked out of his class. Um, yeah. but I took you for gym class in 10th grade. Well, you had Bachman, I think, but we did the, uh, the old switcheroos back then. Yeah. So you got to, got to do yoga with me. We did yoga and it was the biggest joke because <laughs> we had like we, we, so many, we laid down it. <laughs> it was like nap time. But we had so many like big, unflexible football players in that class and yep. It was great. Ugh, the memes. That was, and can you believe that was 12, 13 years ago now? I know. It's been, it's been a while. You know what? Are you coming to the reunion? <laughs> God, God, no. Were you invited? My own reunion. No. Oh, I was wondering if they'd invited any cool teachers to come to the reunion. When is your reunion? You, you haven't heard about it. No, lots of drama. No, but yeah, 
I'm supposed to go. It's in September, but I haven't bought my ticket amid, ticket amid, amidst this whole quarantine shit. Yeah. So, I plan on going because everybody else is going, so I feel like I need to go, but... What's it, like Georgines or something? No, it's somewhere in the northeast, like, but, like, Ben Salem northeast, like, right off of Bustleton or something, I think. Gotcha. It's not far, but it's, like, 70 bucks, so I can swing it. I just, like, don't want to do it if they're going to replan everything, and I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so what's next? Oh, what you doing? So this is the part of the podcast where everybody's, like, talks about... Just their life in general. A lot of people talk about their careers or passion projects, but who are you? <laughs> I'm 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 a mom trying to survive. Yeah. Like legit just trying to get through the day every day. I read a thing about um Groundhog's Day, the movie being like real life right now, and it's legit just the same thing every single day. That's so true. Trying to support the meltdowns, trying like, in the beginning, like, I tried, like, I, I planned things out, like, we had crafts, and at this point, I'm just like, nah, I'm done. I'm done. It's Let's also, get through the day. At least it's getting nicer out. Do you, like, send them outside to play for a little bit and try to just, like, let them get out the energy? Yeah. Um. For the past week, it's been, like, real rainy or windy. and But other than that, like, when it's nice, we're outside, or at least we try to be. Yeah. But it really depends. Yeah, I guess it is, like, very much, see, I'm, I have the freedom, I don't have anybody to be responsible for other than myself for the most part, <laughs> and I do try to contribute, like, I try to cook dinner at least three nights a week, or, like, yeah. you know, find little things around the house that, like, have needed, been needing to be done, and, like, try to distract myself that way, but um, I don't have little minds and hands running around and Ugh. getting into my <laughs> the things that you have to deal with because you're still teaching right yeah I actually had to uh pause mute and turn off the camera for one of my classes yesterday because my kids were literally running around the, t- the table that I was sitting at screaming at each other <laughs> so I was like guys just give me a second and then I unpaused and continued this could yeah. be your moment to go viral though you need to capture oh. some of these embarrassing moments. Oh gosh. So um That's crazy. Laura just started at Truman, as you know. Yeah. And she had a kid on in one of her classes that she was doing, like via streaming or whatever. And his mom came into his room and started screaming, like, You better do the dishes, yada 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 and she said, That's why you I told you guys to mute it. Like everybody in the class yep. was like I can't yep. imagine. I had one thing. I did my final for my internship on um, a FaceTime, like, conversation or whatever. And um, the the landscapers came around and started mowing the lawn. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, can you hear that? And she was like, no. And I'm like, well, it's only distracting to me, so that's good. But still, like, that's been the extent of my, like, I don't have anything where I need to call anybody other than, like, just to catch up, so I don't yeah. deal with these technology things until just now dealing with this whole recording the podcast, but it's totally not like a, I edit it after it. It's not live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been crazy. I mean, 
And then on top of it, like trying to food shop for like two weeks in advance because that's the only time you can get like a delivery or a pickup and trying to plan out meals because, you know, I'm the person who plans out meals ahead of time. So, you know, like the revolving door of snacks in this house. Mm -hmm. I don't know how kids survive school if they need snacks all day long. <laughs> it's like, I don't get it. It's boredom eating. It's boredom eating. Hey, that's cool. My my six-year-old needs some boredom eating. Yeah. He needs to gain weight and grow. Yeah. There you go. Feed him all the snacks now. And plus, yep. they're running out of meat, so <laughs> you can have to yeah. supplement in other ways. Uh, <laughs> I got a stockpile. I got freezer full. Oh, do you? Yeah. That's the one thing. At least for now. We've been going through the freezer stuff to just clear everything out and get rid of stuff because what better opportunity and like yep. getting creative with leftover ingredients just because they're sitting there and trying to use stuff up, which is a good time of year to do it anyway. I feel like it's like that spring cleaning. So like use up this stuff, yeah. but so whatever, what, what other challenges have you been presented with so far other than trying to distract the kids? Can you get the toilet paper you need? So John works for a distribution company. So we always have toilet paper and paper towels. Like we used to have, we had giant boxes before this whole thing happened. So toilet paper is never an issue for us. I actually have cleaning supplies too. So that's nice. Yeah. We went um, through, we went through underneath our, our sink, like right before this happened or like as it was happening. And I pulled out like six containers of Lysol that my dad like didn't realize were there. So we bought a replenishment <laughs> pack and I'm like, all right, well we're good on this stuff at least. Yeah. Is that, I mean, trying to, I don't know, maintain a normal, little bit of normalcy with the husband who is stressed beyond belief. So there's that. Um, and just, you know, daily routines that have changed and trying to keep kids on routines and schoolwork and my schoolwork and fitting things in. When do you... It's a lot. Do you... Are, did you already finish your program that you're in, or? Yeah, so I finished, um, I think last summer I finished that up. So that finished, and actually, technically the whole point of that was to learn how to teach online. So I feel like I was ahead of the curve in some of this stuff. Bada bing, yeah. bada boom. I know. It was like a ahead of the curve kind of thing. I actually, a lot of the um, the health stuff that we did, we had already put on um, online prior to this. So we just kind of are recycling some of our old posts and some of our old things. We kind of were ahead of the game in that, which was nice. That's good. Kind yeah. of less less work to get done. Yeah, because I'm sure with you, with phys ed, that's got to offer like a huge, because, you know, a lot of where I'm keeping in touch with Bristol Township and at least their standards, because I have teacher friends all over Pennsylvania and outside of the state. So um my friend Bethany is in central PA and they're they were ready for this like their yeah. their school district is like right near a university they're like implementing these new programs anyway regardless so they were ready for this yeah. then I have like Michelle in the Philadelphia school district who is like I think maybe what it's the first today right happy May yeah so I think happy on, May I think next Monday they start doing their stuff, like, officially. They've been doing optional type yeah. work, but they had to get all the kids' laptops. So I've seen, like, varying, 
levels of it, but I have Laura that's in Bristol Township, and for her as an English teacher, you'd think it'd be so, like, simple to just, but just talking to her and talking to people in the department and how, like, overcomplicated things can become, just, I think, more so because we're all in a state of chaos in our own lives, not even, like, within the education system, so it's kind of, like, this flurry of, like, let's get it together, let's get it together. Yeah, definitely. It's it's uh it's interesting. I feel like um we kind of I guess not to say lowered the bar, but in phys ed lowered the bar a little bit to literally like give us any lifetime activity that you're doing. If you're walking your dog, we're taking that as your as your class for the day because at least you're getting out and doing something. But I mean, it really depends on kind of what's going on even like mowing right. the lawn like you tell me you're mowing the lawn I'm happy take take a video shoot me a video of you mowing the lawn we're in and realistically I think like that's sometimes those tasks are sometimes more than the effort kids would put forth in gym class at least from my experience 100%. yeah yeah <laughs> like, I mean some kids are doing like phys ed type stuff like workouts and things but mm-hmm. A lot of kids are doing their just like their regular bike riding or walking the dog or doing their household chores and things, which, hey, you're burning calories, you're moving. You're right. And as a dog walker, I can say if you do it long enough, it is exhausting. <laughs> you got to go farther than around the block. But um, yeah. my brother went really, he'd been cutting weight like before this anyway. But he really went in on setting up a gym downstairs, and he has one friend that comes over pretty much every day, and they just work out in our, like, (laughs) home gym, and I'm like, this is a good setup. If I like to work out at the gym, I'm going to stick with walking my dog, but... Yeah. And it's good. It's got to be good for the kids, too, to have that accountability. I give give you credit for actually making them do stuff, because I feel like... You know, if we didn't have this technology and this was, like, happening in the 90s or something, like, you'd have all kids in front of their fucking PlayStation 1s all day or something. Like, no, back back then we were outside all the time. Yeah. Kids would have been outside still. We, we were half and half. See, are you a millennial? I wanted to ask you this. Um, What's, what's the millennial years? You gotta be. I think I'm like an ex zennial Like, I'm like that cusp, like, in yes. between, like, the two generations where, like, I don't fit into either category very well. Yeah. Um, so I'm 85, so I'm kind of like that cusp of, like, not really fitting into either of those categories. Where, like, I grew up without technology. Like, I didn't get, like, an actual computer in my house until, like, middle school. And then high school, like, my first cell phone was, like, one of those Nokias in, um like 11th or 12th grade with like no texting and if you texted you had to pay 25 cents a text right right kind of like didn't really grow up with it kind of stuff see but I feel like very similar to you on that basis and I I talk about this often so sorry listeners if I've already droned on about this but I have a theory it's more like class-based in a way when it comes to the technology aspect of stuff because I'm a, if you look at it that way, I'm pretty much on the same timeline as you. We did have a computer when I was in elementary school, but it was like one of those situations where you could like only play pinball and get like Oregon Trail and then like, 
we, I remember when Napster came around and you could start like downloading music, but it wasn't like your typical web browser. Like you had an email thing and then like search engines popped up when I was in like middle school. I didn't have yeah. a cell phone until later in high school. I had, we had, um, we had ask, ask Jeeves. Like yes. that was like the first like web browser, I think. Yeah. I remember it was, like, we, pre-Google. We would sit, I remember like Lesko and Frank Novak, we would all sit in our sixth grade, seventh grade science classes and just like ask Jeeves the most inappropriate questions. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Um, yeah, but I guess you're, I guess you are that like zenial thing. I'm like pure blood millennial, but I don't relate in the way a lot of my peers do, like. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 16. I didn't get my own laptop yeah. until, like, senior year. But, yeah, we were outside a lot. But then yeah. you had the half of the generation, like my brother, who would be, like, in front of his computer all day. So. Yeah, we didn't get that until, like, late, late middle school, beginning of high school, where, like, AIM got real popular and, like, people had their away messages and yeah. stuff. <laughs> Those were great. Like emo song lyrics, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like the the uh, letters in white, so that you had to scroll over it to make sure you see yes! what people were saying. Oh my god, yeah. I forgot about that. So you'd have to highlight the text. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um. Okay, so I guess this is a segue. What freaks you out? What makes you tick? Do you have anxiety? Does something in particular uh, give you anxiety? I- Life itself, um, it's, uh, I think the not being enough, not being good enough, not doing enough, not making enough, not, you know, all of the not enoughs, I think that's the big thing. Um, yeah, that, I mean, after the kids were born, it got bad. Like, that was my bad time of anxiety. Like, even, like, leaving them with people who I trusted, I guess. Um, I don't think I was really ever away from them other than when I went back to work. It's just kind of one of those things. Yeah. I can't, and you're, you're, you're not by far, you're not my oldest guest, but you are one of the few moms that I have on the show and you have the oldest children out of. So most of the people that I've had on have like toddlers-ish. Whereas you're, you've got school, well, one's in school, yeah. right? Kindergarten and kindergarten and pre-K three, yeah. Yeah, so you have actual kids. Not that toddlers aren't kids, but your kids are kids now. They're not like yeah. babies anymore. So, yep. so do yeah, you feel like as they get older? I mean, obviously, it's it gets harder with certain challenges and development and stuff. But do you feel like your anxiety is lessened with being away from them, or like? Um, I think I've learned to deal with it more. I mean, being away from them isn't, isn't that big of an issue anymore, but just society as a whole, I think the things that they're going to grow up into and see, and I mean, I'm already like stressed out about the technology that they're going to be involved with. And we've already had to kick JJ off of, uh, watching YouTube all the time. Yeah. So how does, how does that work? Do you feel like they're like super technologically advanced in a way that like, like you were saying, you didn't have computers until middle high school. So, like, do you feel like they're going 
to a threshold where they surpass you and then are you nervous about that? I don't, I think because I'm in a school with children in schools, I think I'll probably always be on the same level or close to their level, but I'm sure that they'll try to find ways to outsmart me and figure things out. My only saving grace is having students who will tell me that they're trying to outsmart me and explain how they're doing it. That's true. You got that insider scoop. That's a good point. Kind of my saving grace. Yeah. I remember being, I'm going to, I had to have been in like middle school because it was in my old house, but my parents grounded me for some reason because I was always doing stupid shit, let's be honest, but they (laughs) grounded me and they took away, I don't know if I had a phone at the point, I must have, but they took away basically all forms of communication from me. Like, I don't think I was allowed, like, landline access, et cetera, et cetera. So I had realized that there was a web browser on um, the the Wii, you know, like the, the <laughs> yeah. freaking Nintendo console. So I was able to get on there to get on MySpace. Yeah, so I had to have been in, like, ninth grade. I had to have been getting older because I don't think I had MySpace until ninth grade. And I was like, <laughs> bitches, like, I win. Exactly. I win. <laughs> but they didn't yeah. have anything until we did. You know, like, they were getting stuff as their children were getting it. Right. Which is kind of where you're at, but you're at an advantage as, like, you had smartphones prior to them being born and, yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic. Like, JJ's six, and he wants to have his own YouTube channel. <laughs> what do you got to put on your YouTube channel, man? Right. I don't know, playing with cars and doing doing football stuff. And, uh, yeah, like, let me yeah, do that for you. Yeah. yeah I well, go I through know. that, because I, I, I did always want kids, and now I'm like, mm, if I don't have them, I'm fine. You know, like, I don't need children. I wouldn't mind having them, but also I am terrified to bring them into this world. And it's less for me, the technology, because I think I've figured out, like, a good balance of, well, you think you figure it out. But in in, in the the concept of it all, I feel like I can handle that aspect. And it's more like yeah. the outside pressures and things that kids hear that, like, you can't really control because... You can do whatever you want at home, but when they go to school and little Timmy's got a cell phone and shows, you know, this video to yeah. your kids, then those things are, I think, what scares me. In addition yeah, to was like the typical, like, kidnap thing, but <laughs> not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we always were like, we're not going to give them smartphones until, like, middle school or blah, 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 but it's like. We live in an affluent area where all of their friends are going to have the latest technology. So it's like, do you make your kid that kid who doesn't have it and then feels like they're out of the roof or like the weird, I don't know. The free, it's just, it's right. Interesting. Yeah. Right. It's, an in, it's, it's like a weird dynamic. Well, it's interesting too that you said that you do live in an affluent area and that is why I've always thought like I kind of want my children to mimic my upbringing and going going into a school district that not necessarily I live in but like I would like my kids to go to a more low income school situation like live below our means in a way if that makes Mm -hmm. any 
sense because I feel like I have a lot of cousins that live not far from you. There are second cousins that are the kids that are closer to my age, but the way that they would talk to Curtis, my little brother, like about, and it was like, we are not poor. Like (laughs) my family is well off for the area we live in. So to, to see like the difference in, I don't know. I think I've always wanted my kids to, you you know, you always have your dreams, especially like in a creative field like I am like, oh, what if I were to make it big, make a lot of money, be able to live somewhere like LA or whatever, an awesome neighborhood. And like, I think I would still send my kids to like a shitty school. Not that Truman's shitty. But, you know? Thanks. No, please, please. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. We We talk about that a lot when we moved up here about the type of the school and the type of situations that they're going to be in and the type of situations that John and I grew up in like is completely different from what our kids are going to grow up in and what our kids are going to be like what what their normal is right yeah it's a hard it's a hard balance to strike but I take somewhat of a comfort in um knowing that we are streaming these things. We are seeing, you know, the, I hate reality TV. I, God's honest truth. I, there's like two reality shows I watch. I love cooking shows. Like That's what I was going to say. Cooking shows. Cook, They're my reality TV. Yeah, cooking shows. Or like, you know, weird stuff like Naked and Afraid. Like those types of, they're interesting like to watch once in a while. Um, yeah. But as far as reality TV goes, those dating shows, you can miss me with them. I'll try from time to time, but not my big thing. But I think with reality TV, we're kind of like bridging a lot of the gaps that we used to have regionally. And I always say that I think we're not going to, in the future, there's not going to be really hard, distinct accents anymore because we're watching TV where all of these people are starting. So we're going to kind of like, it's, to bring it back to my seventh grade science class, like homogenous versus being yeah. so many different dialects. Um, but I think that's the one area where, you know, we'll be able to see how other people live and maybe we'll all sort of start to have empathy or understand where people are coming from because we've seen it on TV and maybe it could go one of two ways. It could go that way or the opposite way where we just reinforce stereotypes. But I I kind of see stereotypes falling to the wayside. And, I mean, not to mention, as things progress, we're getting more and more interracial and blending races. Yeah. So I think a lot of, like, the hard cultural things are going to fall to the wayside anyway. So hopefully that makes your kids' world a little better. But... As far as the state of the yeah. fucking government in the United States, God bless them with those <laughs> things. Uh, yeah, the debt that the, they'll be in and they undertake when they grow up, it'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll so be interesting. Do you and John push your kids, well, they're, they're young, but like in your minds right now, you see your kids getting to kindergarten, so in what, 15 years or five, What? how many years are you in school? 12 years, so in like 12 more. 12 years. Are you going to push your kids to go to school or? I don't know. I mean, as of now, JJ wants to be a football player and a wrestler and wrestle and play football in college. Like that's, I mean, that was also John's goal. So (laughs) it's kind of like, 
he's kind of been ingrained in him since birth. But um, so I think there's that. I mean, I think I don't think college was ever not an option for me as a kid. Like, I think that was always like the next step, even though I had uncles who were in the trades and things like that. College was always the next step. And I feel like it really depends on what college becomes in the next 12 years. Like uh, a college, a college education right now kind of is nothing compared, like it's like a high school diploma at this point. Like, right. and I, and I tell that to a lot of the students, like it doesn't really matter where you do your undergrad at this point. Like don't go to the $60,000 a year school unless you know that you're going to find another school for your master's because you're going to have to do a master's. Like, right. So unless if there's a school that's in the state that, you know, you can find good things about and they have good alumni programs where you're going to meet people and be able to network, then it's not as bad as that going there versus trying to overreach and overextend yourself. Like, why be in debt 100K if you're going to be in debt 100K and still not be able to use diploma? Right, right. And that is one area that I don't regret. I think for a little bit when I first graduated school, I was kind of like, oh, shit, I don't have a specialized degree. It's super gen- – well, it is specialized. It is in um, print media emphasis under journalism. And so realizing that you're not going to find anything in print media as we move to a digital world, I was like, well, shit, I have this generic communications degree. What am I going to do with this? But I've actually come to realize that it's like – the biggest fucking benefit for me so I'm glad that I didn't go into something way more like narrow in a way because communications is applicable to so many things and I'm like thank god that it things turned out the way they did and I didn't get a teaching degree like although after talking to all pigeonholed yeah yeah you're kind of pigeonholed but I do find that my teacher friends right now at least during this pandemic are making out like bandits so i mean we have jobs it's, yeah, a, it's but... a more secure de- degree in this you know climate but this is such a rarity this isn't going to be our forever i mean hopefully and the, the scary part is the ones who are doing well on the low end of the totem pole if states start to collapse are going to be the ones who lose their jobs in the next year or two right so right it's a, it's a double-edged sword it is it is. And that's what that was the big deterrent for me pursuing my teaching degree was watching you get laid off and how many other teachers when I was at that pivotal point, which made me decide. And I'm glad I did for, for reasons other for selfish reasons, like, you know, my own self-discovery and yada, yada, yada. But um, and I don't think being in it. it a role where I'm um, influencing malleable minds directly is maybe maybe the best. I think I'm suited for a more adult audience. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. There, there's, there's some teachers in the high school who probably are suited for more adult audiences, but yeah. they still shape the minds of young, young adults. That's true. That's true. I just think for me on my journey, it was probably not the right selection, but... Um, I never, ever discourage anybody from going that pursuit or that route because I think teachers are some of the most important, you know, figures in anybody's life next to a parent, which is why I can't imagine being homeschooled. So, wait, what are you doing with the kids for school? Are they, like, 
How's that work? AJ's got schoolwork, so he gets um, he his teacher sends out um, there's an app. It's called Seesaw, and it's basically like uh, basically houses all of their work, and she sends out five or six assignments a day. So she's he's got five or six assignments that we have to get done, and then you know got to keep Claire entertained. So we start Claire's little school stuff, get her a book full of stuff to do, and. It's it's an interesting dynamic while still trying to answer my emails and get my grades situated and hit my meetings and, you know, the things that we have to do for admin and things like that. Right. It's an interesting, interesting thing. So, yeah, so we have, we have JJ's like five or six assignments a day and uh, he he's not self-sufficient in it. Like he can get on the tablet, like he can do some of the things, but I mean, you have to read the directions and sometimes the teacher puts like a video of directions on there, but you still got to get to it and be able to understand what she wants. And so I print out all of his worksheets and make him handwrite them and then take pictures and upload them instead of him doing it on the tablet, just because he's going to need the handwriting skills in, in first grade next year. Right. But, We'll, we'll see what happens when next year comes, too, because you never know what's going to happen. Well, that's what I was going to ask today. Claire would be starting kindergarten, right? Uh, she's pre-K-4 next year, so she'll have one more year in daycare. Oh, okay. There's two two grades between them then. Yeah. So you'd only be counting on one going back anyway. Or she goes to a program. She'll go to a program, yeah. Okay. But. Ugh, bless your soul. So no, no homeschooling in your future. No, I, I wake up every day and remember why I didn't become a stay-at-home mom. Can we make lemonade? Yes, we can. Yay! Let me finish my cookies. How about you put them in the fridge so they stay cold? Okay. <laughs> we're making lemonade later. Oh, We have lemons, so, so we're going to make lemonade. I'm drinking a lemonade hard seltzer, so it's the theme of the day. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But, so it's, it'll be interesting. The dy- dynamic of school is definitely going to change in the fall. Um, so we'll see how, how things shake up. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that I'm so far out of school because this would have been a huge bummer. I do feel bad for the seniors and, like, yeah. Just all the program, like we're not going back to camp this year and stuff like that, which is yep. crazy. But um, so anything else broad picture freak you out, gives you anxiety, keep you up at night? <laughs> There's so much, <laughs> lots of things that keep me up at night. Um, my students keep me up at night, like worrying about them. Uh, I have a former student who. We like my husband and I got her a good job. She had like crap family, crap life, and we got her a good job. And then all this happened. She got laid off, Ugh. and then like unemployment didn't kick in for her because she didn't have enough base weeks. And trying to get her into like pandemic unemployment, and she, I mean she didn't have like there's nobody there to help her. So it's like trying to get her. So I was on the phone with her for like an hour this morning with talking to. uh the unemployment people trying to get through to them. So it's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. But, you know, my kids, but not biological ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, I know 
other teachers who are also like, yeah, feeling for their kids with the home life situation. Because it's a tough situation for anybody with, you know, in abusive situations or even, you know, neglectful mm-hmm. situations. So, uh. yeah, I, I reached out to one student because she had made a comment earlier in the year that was basically like, she thought I was like calling her out on something and really it was just the people around her. And she sent me an email saying that she had like a really rough life and she came to school to get away from it all. So like I reached out to her at the beginning of this and I was like, listen, like if you need to talk about like home or anything that's going on, like let me know. Cause like you had already said, like home isn't the best place that you want to be. So let me know. Cause you know, they're home, they're stuck. Right. There's no out. Like, right. My kids it. now are freshmen, so, like, they can't drive. It's like, there's really no out. Right, right. Um, did you hear about James Hunt passing away? I I did. I did. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a sin, man. And I know, like, not to trivialize it or diminish it or whatever, but I feel like, there's a, there's a level of sadness because we always went camping together and, you know, my friends were friends with him in high school and all, you know, I've known him for so long, but there's just this level of like, all right, we are 10 years out where like, this is common now and like. 10 years out common. He had one, like one every year from like, right after we graduated until probably like every year at this point. Yeah. Somebody's passed from our class. We were talking about it the other day. We had senior year, we have a passing, and then not long after, we just have recently had her anniversary of a passing, and it's just like, we're actually doing, I think, pretty okay comparatively to other classes. I use the senior year one, like, pretty much once a year, well, once a year during our, uh, our mental health unit, so. Well. And that's the one area where I'm like, not every loss is for a purpose in a way, at least that's how I try to rationalize it in my mind, because I think of all the things that changed after that. And after everything that's happened, you know, other people that have passed mm-hmm. since this, like you, your death wasn't in vain because you did contribute to somebody else living in a way, um, yeah. you know, it's, I remember you text, you're the one who told me about it. You texted me at like. 9 a.m. I was at I was staying at John's house and I think he was out actually I know he was out he was at the wrestling tournament and um I had just woken up and I got the text from you and I'm like holy shit yeah because it was it was Christmas break it was yep crazy rest in peace man but that's I do feel like I don't know. Do you do you know anybody personally that's died recently? I feel like even non-related COVID deaths, like death has been up. Like a lot of my classmates' parents have passed recently, which is very sad. Really? Yeah. Nope. Nobody personal um, over here, but I mean, it's we. Uh, that's that's one of the that's another one of the stressors. Like the. Um, the suicide rate, especially in this area, is like another another one of those stressors. I don't know. I totally, totally agree with you. And it's to the point of like, because um, I deal with my own depression and anxiety issues, obviously. So like a lot of the times it's hard to be somebody's like 
rock whatever, rock for lack of a better word, but um, when you have your own problems because you get triggered by certain attitudes that people say and but I do always put it out there because I think I'm in a good enough spot with my mental health where like I can humor it for so long but I've done it so many times where I've just posted on Facebook like hey if you need to talk you can just message me but then there's like that double-edged sword of um I might not be in the mood to talk do I know that you're this is so fucked up but do I know that you're reaching out because you need help or am I like trying to be, am I about to be booty called right now? So am I humoring you to help you through some shit or like you just trying to hit it and like, I don't, you know, like, I don't know, but I feel like, I don't know, trying to knowing so many people who have committed suicide in the past or have died by suicide now is the right term that they say, which yeah. I don't know how different it is from committing the act. It's taking away the responsibility or whatever. I'll use that term, but committed suicide is, to me, not offensive. So I don't understand why we need to make everything so PC, but that's another aside. But, like... Succeeded at suicide, yeah. Yeah. And it's so... It's so... And I can't imagine, like, being in your shoes when those things happen in the schools because, like... You, you got to pick up the pieces for all these students who are beside themselves. I mean, just putting myself back in that position, then how many of us were affected by that death that, like... Yeah. And not even just the suicides. It's, like, um, when um, Eddie crashed his car mm-hmm. and died, like, there's, like, there's that, too. Like, it's it's hard just in general for te- for people, not even just teens, to deal with emotions, but especially when you're a teenager and you've got so many going on and there's so much changing in your life and your world, like, so, I mean, even then, like, when Eddie passed, it was, like, a a big, big thing. Yeah, that was my brother's year, I think. Mm-hmm. Rough. That was the year after you graduated. Oh, okay, then between us. Wow. Yeah, it was the year after you graduated because I was a, um, that's the year I was subbing. Oh, you got laid off after your your senior year, right? You were ten, eleven. No, you were nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, then the year after that, so it was your brother's year. Yeah, that's what I thought because I remember being every time I hear stuff. We were actually just talking about this with the whole Cosmo Donardo thing. Ugh, because I knew one of those kids. D- Everybody knows somebody who knew those kids. Isn't that terrible? How did you know one of them? John John coached one of those boys. Oh, I think he I know. One of the wrestling coaches. I think I know who you're talking about. I live across the street from one of their great uncles. And when it was happening, I was dog sitting in Newtown for my aunt. And one of the kids lived with his grandparent on that street. And it mm-hmm. was like yellow ribbons everywhere. It was eerie. So when it happened... I was still working at the um, foreclosure place, and they would play Fox News, and it was on, like, national Fox News, like, every fucking day, which was crazy, Mm -hmm. but my brothers at the time were in that age range. Like, Cody was on the higher end of things, but Curtis was, like, 19 himself, so I was like, holy shit, is there some serial killer going around, and just, like, that gave me a heart attack, but to bring it back to, what was his name was Eddie, right? Eddie, yeah. I, I freaked out with that. Every time I hear about a car accident, I'm like, oh, my God, Cody. Like, 
Oh, every that's every time I hear like if I hear about a car accident in Bristol Township, like every time I hear about that, I'm like, oh my god, it's one of my kids. Yeah, it's one of my kids. Last year it was one of my kids. Like it's just every year it's like that there's something, there's someone. Right. But I don't feel like that's anything new. I feel like that goes all the way back to the fucking sixties with high schoolers. Yeah. I don't know. Reckless reckless behavior, etc. I don't know. <laughs> but anything else you wanna talk about before we get to our final segment? Yeah. All right. So this is the part of the podcast where I ask you, what have you been watching? What have you been listening to? Reading? What is distracting you from the the daily grind? So I am binging One Tree Hill currently. Really? I brought it back. Yeah. I've never watched Um, One Tree Hill. So... It started when I was a freshman in college, started my freshman year, and it was like a big thing, like it was like every Wednesday night or every Thursday night, we would all get together and watch it. And I realized that like, I must have had class or something, and I missed like the beginning of episodes or I missed the first episode, so I watched it. And I was like, I never saw the first episode of the show. I was like, let me watch some of these. And I was like, all right, I'm going to binge this. So I started binging it, and I'm like, all right, cool. I like it. I like it. Um, but it's just like it's weird how like a lot of life lessons are in it like you don't see that when like you're 19 18 19 years old and but there's like a lot of like life lessons in it and it's kind of it's like an interesting way to look at it um we just finished Jason Siegel's show that he filmed in Philadelphia Dispatchers from Elsewhere very very interesting you should watch it um what's the premise um so the premise is kind of these four people who kind of are lost in life are doing this it's kind of weird this thing happened this thing really happened so back in i think 2010 this artist set up this game kind of thing and put flyers out for people to like come and see this game or do this thing and they didn't know what it was it's like come talk to dolphins or come see this or come do this and people just like started showing up there was like i think seven to ten thousand participants through like the years that it was like going and it was like follow this game do this game meet with people and so it follows four people from this storyline um and they have to solve this game and um, they want to find this girl, Clara, who is, like, the point of this game. And some of them think that she's real, and some of them realize that it's just a game. But through it, you kind of see, like, their trials and tribulations in life. Like, how did they get to where they are now? Like, one is um, a trans woman who, um, like, shows how she got to where she is and, like, just kind of a woman who was in her 60s, Sally Fields actually plays her, and her husband is in a is in a vegetative state, and he he passes at the end, and like you see how she deals with like her past self and how she like didn't accomplish all the things that she wanted to because she got married, and like what is she going to accomplish now? And it's actually um, the last episode was 
really good. It was kind of based on Jason Spiegel and his life. Um, but it's just kind of cool because it's filmed in Philly. and um, I love anything like that that's filmed in Philly or based in Philly. Yeah. And actually, it's really cool because we actually, John and I got a picture with him. We actually went out to dinner in uh, last July down in uh, the neighborhood and um, or right around the neighborhood. And uh, he just happened to be sitting in the restaurant when we went in and my sister walked up to him and was like, listen, like, I know that you're eating, but um, my sister and brother-in-law are like really big fans. And he was like, I'm eating. He's like, I'll come, like, he's like, I'll talk to you when I'm done eating. And uh, we were on a different side of the restaurant than him. So he really didn't have to come see us. And he came over and he was like, Hey, like, do you want a picture? Like, so it was, it was pretty I cool. remember you telling me about that. I love when celebrities are like that, that are like super yeah. cool enough to like come over and like down to earth. Yeah, like he could have just ran away, but he came over. So that's awesome. That was cool. Um, Dead to Me comes back next week. Yes. I love um, that show. So I'll binge Dead to Me. Working Moms, I'll binge Working Moms. I've watched a couple episodes of Working Moms. That's an interesting one. I thought I thought it was pretty funny, especially like I can't relate. So, but I think it's it's definitely relatable when you have when you have kids. That main mom is from Always Sunny, and I think that's why I like it so much. She plays Maureen Ponderosa in Always Sunny. She's a great actress. And then um my sisters have me reading, although reading doesn't work for me with two children. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to audiobook it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Tiny Beautiful Things. Um, it's advice on life and love from Dear Sugar. So it's like basically like based on an advice column like this chick gives. But I just listened to the first, excuse me, the first chapter yesterday. And like, she's not like one of those like, oh it's okay honey like she's like fuck you get your head out of your ass like real shit kind of um advice columnist i can interesting one i can surprisingly picture that book cover like i know exactly what book you're talking about i've never read it but i feel like it's very popular Uh, yeah i've never heard of it until my sister was like you should read this and i was like yeah reading's not gonna work for me let me see if it's on audible yeah, I can't ima- I can barely read myself. I get distracted too much and like I don't have oh, yeah. two little ones running around. So. <laughs> so, my 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 ADHD kicks in with uh with reading. So I can't read to begin with. And then every 5 seconds when somebody's like mom, mom, mom or they're on top of my lap and they're like I just want to be on this side of you. And the other one's like, "Well, I want to be on this side of you." <laughs> I have two sides. Pick a side, stay on the side. I don't care what side you're on. Just be quiet so I can do something. <laughs> seriously i get it that's my binging that's my really just binging country hill and can't wait for dead to me and bad or uh, working moms to come back so i have a couple for you um i don't have any in my list normally i have a list but i i'd only recorded two days ago for yesterday's podcast we're recording on a actually wait no three days ago oh my god I haven't really done too much since I recorded the last podcast, so I haven't been watching too much. I've been, obviously, I talked about it last week, but Unsolved Mysteries is on Amazon Prime, so I <laughs> love Unsolved Mysteries. Um, 
but I've been watching this show that called show scared me as a kid me too but I loved it I just I was just hearing the sounds like the song like, <laughs> I'm like oh that's so that, funny because like, Stephen Shinneman just said the same thing he's like it reminds me of my grandma and my mom sitting on the couch and me creeping down the hallway running away because I didn't want to watch it yeah. oh I loved it I loved it. Um, but on Hulu, there's a show called Better Things that I think you as a mom would really like. It's about a, it's about a single mother with three daughters, and she is um, trying to keep her, like, acting a career afloat and, you know, dealing with the whole divorce situation. But um, that, that has been a really good watch that I think you would like as a mom. Hmm. Um. And that's, like, I really haven't done much. Um, I caught up on Legion, the FX show. It's, like, X-Men-y type. But Aubrey Plaza's in it, so it's automatically a go. I watch anything with Aubrey Plaza in it because I love her. And, yeah, I've been trying to um, stay informed but off of social media at the same time. I can't can't do the informed on social media. (laughs) Stressful. It's People stress me out. So stressful. And, like, I'm trying to be sympathetic, but also just, like, stop being such dickhead. <laughs> yeah. But that's about, about it. Yeah. I'm worried about Georgia. I can't wait to see what happens there. What's going on in Georgia? They just opened everything back up. Everything? Pretty much. There was some social distancing involved, but malls are open. Gyms are open. I think restaurants are open. Like, they just were like, yeah, let's go. Ridiculous. So, see how that goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with everything staying closed the way it is, honestly. I just, like, don't want to be shamed for seeing my five friends in one location. That's all. <laughs> I'm cool with the house parties. Not even parties. Like, small get-togethers. Like, that's all I want. I've got a big concern because my dad's 50th is coming up in June. And shh, listeners, don't tell him. But I was planning on throwing him a 50th surprise party. And I'm like, what do I do with this? You know? Yeah. I can't book anything. Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing open to book. Maybe June will be a little bit better, but. You throw it in, like, September. He won't even know. I, I was thinking August. If I could get it done in August, that way, like, yeah. everybody could be available for it. But I don't know. I really don't. Well, if that's all, I guess we could say goodbye to the people. All right. <laughs> well, thank I'll you. I'll see you later, people. Thank you for coming on. You don't want to plug any social media, do you? No. I figured no, that. I'm good. I'm good. You're a professional, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do, well, I mean, I have social media, but I don't plug social media. That's fine. There's no professional pages. Right, right, right. All right, well, you guys know where to find me, cynicalcandor.com, at Casquita on Instagram, cynicalcandor on everything else. Um, say bye, Susie. Goodbye. <laughs> okay,